I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name is Pete Ellison and this is Dave Cribb. Ahoy, hello. How are we? Oh, that's a new one. That's yeah. new. I've mixed up my two previous greetings, which were just mainly hello and then ahoy. And uh, my imagination hasn't stretched further than that, so I combine the two. Next week's going to be a real struggle. I think you've attempted a different intro in every episode of this podcast we've done so far, and you always sound like you regret it as soon as you've done it. I do, because the problem is, until you say the word hello, I never think about it. Yeah. So it's not like it's a plan. Maybe you should remind me to plan it next week. Sure. And then I'll come up with something. But the problem is, it's the second you say hello. So I've got about a second or two to think about something and it's always the same thing but in a different combination quite notable that ahoy is the first thing that comes to mind <laughs> i am a big advocate of the greeting ahoy and yeah. i'll continue to support it uh, in public and private more life. naval language in greeting absolutely that's what we're here for what's not to love about it hey um should we meet our new friend let's meet our new friend it always sounds like a kids tv show when we uh <laughs> talk about <laughs> like that. we're about to bring out a puppet or something. yeah let's meet our new friend this little puppy was brought to the studio uh, <laughs> Uh, no, this <laughs> there he is. Uh, this week's puppy slash stand-up comedian is uh, Clint Edwards. Hello, Clint. Ahoy, hoy. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm glad to see that the guests at least get on board, Pete. Even if you don't. Yeah, yeah it's good. Ahoy no, I, was, I won't be doing that. It was the um, uh, the first choice. It's the first word on the on, on the phone. The telephone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First choice. So you're keeping it real. Exactly. I'm just none bringing... of this hello shit. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, Clint. Uh, absolute treat to have you here. Um, let's talk about friends, as we always do. That's our main USP, really. That's our only USP. <laughs> What's your relationship with the, with the television program Friends? When did you start watching it? Right from the beginning, as a youth. As a youth, I am lucky enough to be of the age I was in on the first level through the door immediately I think it might have been the pilot and then immediately left it <laughs> because um, not because it wasn't it wasn't through really not liking it I thought this is fantastic this is absolutely amazing I'm going to get my sister a twin sister Vicky you're going to love this you have to watch this the next week we sat down watched the second episode she loved it and she went do you know what I'm going to do videotape every single one and I was like you probably should do that for posterity because I don't think anyone else is taping them <laughs> <laughs> so and then the third week 
she was like all happy downstairs watching. I have no idea what I was doing. It was about what? When, when, when did it start? 1994. 94. So I was 14. Yeah. I can't imagine what a 14-year-old boy was doing. <laughs> <laughs> to, anyway, I was um, busy in my room. Anyway, I, did, I missed it, the third episode. And I thought, this is fine because Vicky's got this videoed. I just need, I'll watch that before next week. Yeah. And I don't know, I was such a busy 14-year-old. I didn't get around to watching it in a week. So I thought, well, I can't watch. And, I was, four, and I was yeah, free yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was free. What was it Thursday nights? For some reason, I got it in my yeah, head. Yeah, it was Thursdays. Thursdays, 9 p.m., I believe. I remember. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was That's free. Very good knowledge. I was free on the Thursday. Well, it's just because it's. It, I've beat myself up about it for years. <laughs> I was free on the Thursday. The next one, Vicky's going, oh, I've made a cup of, you know, here we are, all ready, hot chocolate, ready to go. And I'm like, I can't watch this because I haven't seen episode three. And then uh, my sister neglected to tell me that it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say, she didn't go, oh, don't worry, it just resets the, as, yeah. as a couple of arcs, but don't yeah. worry about it. Um, and she let me continue under the assumption that I was I was expecting the wire. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're in a sort of breaking bad level of plot, sort of. Already at 14 archive, at 1994, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, so you didn't watch episode three or four and then you just missed the rest of them? Yeah. So that's, that's so. why my twist today <laughs> is, is the pilot. No. Um, so when, hang on, when did you start picking it back up again? Then or, when or, I, have you only watched the first when, two episodes? When I, when someone told me that David Simon isn't writing Friends. <laughs> uh, so how did you choose your episode today? And I was like, oh dear God. So my, I love it, but my knowledge of it is so scattergun, and there's, I would never got, I never went. I never had that ritual. It was so ritualistic when everyone's like, oh, gather around, bring your friends around. And I was still thinking, I've got 28 to watch on videotape before I catch up. <laughs> could, just could never do it. Um, so I would only, I'd, I'd walk into rooms occasionally when it was on. And, and uh, so it was scattergun approach, which mm. is why I've chosen the one today, because um, why did I do it? Why did you picked I a wonderful one. I, I was a big fan of uh, this episode when I was watching it back. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, I, I, why do you like it? Uh, actually, why am I hosting? <laughs> the reason why I like it. <laughs> you're like no the, one said you could ask the questions. You know, you, you, at, at this very moment, it feels like you're in a job interview you haven't prepared for. So <laughs> you immediately decided to turn the, turn the power. What job interview is going, I would be better prepared had I not been frantically wanking so much at 14. <laughs> now... <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, my sister has it all on videotape. <laughs> Not me. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. um, the reason why I chose it is because it's um, it's quite dark. It's quite dark in some places. It's really funny. It's um, I thought it'd be quite a good one because Chandler is not in it. At all. Oh my god! How did I not notice that when I was watching it back? I haven't. It, it, he's not in a single scene. Ch he's in one scene. He's on screen. What is he on screen for, Pete? About a minute. Uh, he makes a comment about the cousin, doesn't he? Um, yes, yes. He, he meets he meets Denise Richards. Yes, he makes a comment about the cousin's mom, and oh, is she going to the wedding? Yes, mm, that's his exit. Um, and the bit just before that is when he and Monica have an agreement not to have sex before yes. the wedding. Yeah. The wedding. So he comes in and they have a they start a fight. No wonder I enjoyed this episode so much. If he's barely in it, <laughs> Pete hates Chandler. Yeah, but also Pete's favourite is Ross. Exactly. Right. And so we all know about that, don't we? Well, especially in this episode when uh, he really goes for um, incest. So let's see how Pete defends that. <laughs> My preferences work in mysterious ways, but to be clear, <laughs> condoning incest is not one of them. <laughs> so uh, after all that preamble, if you uh, haven't guessed 
which episode we're talking about. Um, it's probably not the podcast for you, but Clint, <laughs> <laughs> which episode have you chosen, please? It is the one with Ross and Monica's cousin. Uh, the one with Ross and Monica's cousin. That is season seven, episode 19. I'm going to read out the uh, Wikipedia synopsis summary, just in case you haven't watched it for a while and you can catch up. But we've kind of just covered most of it uh, in that little preamble. <laughs> but here we go. Ross and Monica's cousin Cassie comes to visit, and Chandler, Ross and Phoebe become attracted to her. Meanwhile, Rachel and Phoebe quickly throw together a bridal shower for Monica, and Joey auditions for a part which is perfect for him, apart from the fact it calls for an uncircumcised actor, which Joey is not. Upon finding out he lied about his downstairs area, Monica tries to fix it so he can still get the part, using a variety of methods. That is one of those, as we've come across many times uh, on this podcast, Dave, that is one of those what the fuck plots, isn't it? <laughs> so if you quickly, there's three plots in this, as there is with the majority of Friends episodes. Uh, two out of the three, I would argue, are batshit mental in this episode. <laughs> yeah. You've got Monica trying to make a synthesized foreskin for her soon-to-be husband's best friend. Yeah, cocksnood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in another plot, you've got Ross committing incest effectively yeah and the only the, the Rachel and Phoebe bridal shower one is the only one that is sort of plausible regular human behaviour yeah so the network going keep it light yeah, yeah we've got to have something <laughs> to offset this mad incest slash dick stuff it's one of the reasons why this episode is so good though is because alright the two of those plots are absolutely mental but the three sort of strands to this episode are all really really good like parts of the episode yeah there's a lot of good stuff it's a really enjoyable one to watch isn't it it's actually a really nice one because it doesn't fall into either of those categories that we sometimes have of like sometimes an episode is just too good and you're like there's not much to say about this and sometimes it's really dead dead yeah. bad and you're like well this is like a really good one but it's also got a lot to talk about <laughs> So, um, where do you want to start, Clint? You've got Joey's nudity. <laughs> Cousin Cassie. Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to do another sting there. <laughs> or the bridal shower. Let's go with bridal shower. So, bridal shower first. Bridal and shower feels like the it's the main one. I don't know. I, I'm reluctant to call it A. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Naff. But Rachel comes in and says, uh, Phoebe, can I talk to you for a minute? She is inexplicably wearing an evening gown. She is. And we find out later that it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great point. So yeah, Rachel's wearing something that is... She comes out, she, she's looking amazing yeah. in that black and white, uh, just cocktail, mini cocktail dress. And then Phoebe's just wearing something that a normal human being would wear on a Wednesday. And then she comes in with something going, Phoebe, can I just have a talk to you for a minute over here? pointlessly because who is it uh, Ross is sat down reading yeah. and Monica is already walking out the room yeah. so there, that was unnecessary it feels like do you know what I noticed that bit and, and, and when we're recording this is smack bang in the middle of watching Love Island every day and you know Pete where they just go every time they want to talk to someone they never just start talking to them they go can, can we just have a chat can we just have a yeah. chat over here and it feels exactly like that it felt like they were like oh we're going to flag up that some shit's going down here but we never find out what that shit is no because she goes can I talk to you a second over here? Yeah. You go, right, something serious is happening. And then Monica steps back and goes, I know what you guys are doing, something completely different. And they're like, oh my God. Now, Monica's behaviour in this is, is strange, isn't it? Monica, <laughs> in this, outs herself as, well, Joey is always seen as the idiot. Yeah. And yet there's a point, I, 
probably leaping ahead, where where Joey just does the sensible thing by going, oh, yeah, I don't have a foreskin. (laughs) And then he he gets up and he walks to a telephone to call his agent to to say, say, I don't don't have a foreskin, like anyone without a foreskin would do. (laughs) And then Monica says, hey, this might sound crazy, Yes, it does, Monica. Yeah. Yes, it does. Before you continue, the only plausible ending to that sentence is something insane. Like, what is... And it would it would make more sense if Joey was going, please, Monica, I need this part more than anything. It's ama- yeah. It would mean the world to me. Everything is hinging on this. And Monica's going, but I, can't, I just can't think of it. I just can't think of anything. Yeah. Joey's on his way to the phone to go, I'm just going to tell the um, truth. And yeah. she's like, whoa, I can do something with turkey meat. <laughs> I can do something with turkey meat and make my entire day off really labour-intensive. Yeah, which also reflects on the bit when Phoebe nicks a diary and they're going, oh, when do, when can we do the bridal shower? And they're looking at it going, God, she's so booked up. What, <laughs> she, what by making fake foreskins? Yeah. <laughs> so today's foreskin day, tomorrow. How, how booked up is she? Oh, look, it says today she's um, yeah, uh, lengthening Joey's dick. <laughs> she also, um, the thing is that Monica is sort of majorly involved in two of the plots here because she's obviously in the bridal shower thing and yeah. she's in the whole foreskin issue as well but she monica in particular the script she really tiptoes around saying the word foreskin like the word foreskin might sort of go beyond some sort of parental guidance threshold yeah. they just they ju- just say foreskin like it's fine yeah and for totally say foreskin yeah. or just go wild and crazy and say it is something that monica can't do and the agent can't do yeah say the word uh, circumcised. Nobody says it once, do they? Yeah. They're living in a universe where the word circumcised, and they're like dodging around it. And it's like, the euf- you're coming up with euphemisms and mm. nudge, nudge, wink, wink. The euphemism is already there. It's called circumcised. But they talk about sex and porn and all that sort of stuff in, in Friends in general quite liberally, don't they? They, they throw... Like, the word porn appears in Friends more than... Yeah, s- a lot and, of porn chat. And circumcision and foreskin are just factually biological words, aren't they? Yeah. They are just there's things nothing, your doctor might say. There's nothing taboo about them. Yeah. The thing is, I like how the uh, the scriptwriters are more willing to do a plot about incest than mention the word foreskin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stick with what you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the bridal. Let's bring it back to the bridal shower, and you know, yes. try and have some sort of semblance of format to this podcast. Oh yeah. Digressed. Uh, yeah, we have digressed, haven't we? Um. So yeah. So Monica is 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 being mad, and she. So, so the whole bridal shower thing comes up because she basically shouts across the room, hey, I know you're planning it. I know you're planning and that's Yeah, she's in- being all entitled, isn't she? Mm. That's in her place, which also, and this is just going to be, this is not connected to anything apart from, Pete, your idea that Monica is just particularly weird and I think this episode shows her to have a very... There's a bit later on when she's she has made her t- um, smorgasbord of... <laughs> Dick ends. <laughs> She's got her just an array of cock snoods in front of her, and she picks up one that is about the same size and um, fluffiness of a chipmunk, and goes, "This is just for me," and rubs it on her yeah. face. Yeah. So I think that is definitely a, uh, an alarm for us. But also in the back in Monica's apartment. There is a picture on the wall. This is going to go over amazingly in the podcast. <laughs> There's a picture. Oh, brilliant. We do a lot of visual references, don't we? Yeah. There's a picture. It looks like someone winding up to punch a dog in the back of the head. <laughs> oh, God. That is the picture. Is it? Yeah. Where in her apartment? It's on screen a couple of times. I've got a... I took a photo of it. I'll... I'll shall I, um, yeah, get your phone out. Get my phone out. 
does this or does this not look like a guy winding up to punch a dog in the back of the neck I or head? never, ever, ever seen that photo in my life. And I've watched every episode of Friends a number of times. So, Pete, it's positioned. Yeah. Um, oh, I can see it. I've Googled Monica's apartment. I between found it. The between the bathroom and the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On that little bit of wall. Oh, that is very strange. Have you ever, noticed, have you ever clocked that in your life? No, I haven't. That's astonishing, isn't it? What a mad bit of art. It appears to be there in multiple episodes based on my uh, my Googling. My Did you just Google the apartment? It was there. Google the apartment and there's uh, a couple of photos of that part of it. And yeah, it's in each of them. Wow. I wonder what that says, tells us about Monica. Looks like a naked guy, maybe a centurion, just, just winding up to punch a dog. <laughs> He's stood there quite calmly on the back of the head. <laughs> and I think that's, that's a subliminal little nod to what Monica is actually like. Monica, part of a family who advocate incest and also threatening dogs. Yes. Exactly. Incest and animal cruelty. God, we're learning a lot about Monica and the Gallows, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> um, so, so this plotline sort of bumbles forward. There's that they they they, they realise they haven't thrown her a bridal shower. They don't know any of her friends. This is again another of the curious things that are like, who shall we invite? And I would deign to sort of hypothesise that in their situation they should be able to, off the top of their head, at least name one of Monica's friends. Like, they are <laughs> well, supposedly I mean, the, the fact they've got mates. Yeah, and they're going, oh, who should we invite? We don't know any of her friends. Maybe maybe you could actually commit a, a small crime and steal her yeah. address book. Here's another. I'd Even I'd uh, bookend that by going, it's something even they should think of before that. Can I do another version of that sentence? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Oh, fucking hell. Good point, Dave. I think there's something they should have thought of before that, which is, oh, who are we going to invite to Monica's bridal shower? Maybe her cousin. Right. In the opposite <laughs> fucking flat. She's literally there in the other flat. She's 20 feet away going, is it okay if I stay with you guys? Yeah. Oh, we need to do a party. I don't know who to invite. That's amazing, isn't it? Because the guest list at Monica's bridal shower is the standard friends group of approximately eight people yeah. with one black and one Asian person. But for once, Phoebe actually has some self-awareness about the fact that they know no one at their own party because there is a line where she makes something, makes some sort of comment like, who are all these people? And usually they're at this party pretending that they know all these people around them and that it's all fine. Although this time, Phoebe's actually like, yeah, we know no one here. Uh, side note, Dave, I've just sent you on um, Facebook Messenger a zoomed-in version of the picture of the dog can confirm uh, the dog is not being threatened with a fist. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's being walked. Oh, it's a, it's a, the dog is being walked. That looks different. From, show me your photo again, Clint. It's very small. Oh, that is very different. That is different. Is that a different picture? Yeah, that's definitely a different picture. This is... It's of the same sequence. Astonishing. It's of the same sequence. This is, this is really in. So, Pete... Oh, hang on. Now I've zoomed in on another photo, and now it looks like a dog being punched again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, have we figured out that they've got a series of... Man with dog photos <laughs> in different man levels of different levels of threat. <laughs> man loses best friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey dogs, no one told you life was gonna be this way. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So, I mean, we can wrap this bridal shower plotline up quite quickly. They forget to invite Monica. Then they invite her and pull a surprise on her by getting everyone to hide and pretend they've left. Yeah. And then they all jump out after Monica. It feels like a really lazy... (laughs) No one's interested in this storyline at all. And it's the biggest one in the episode. But I I like the bit when Phoebe and Rachel are planning it and, and Rachel goes, flowers, balloons... And then Phoebe's like, yeah, both. And then she goes, well, we have to pay for them. And she's like, okay, neither. <laughs> and then when you see that it's it's festooned and they've got bells and streamers and <laughs> bunting, you go, oh, you guys really went all out. Yeah, they did. They spent their money. And the angles are, I mean, this is a particularly anal point, isn't it? But when Monica comes in, she walks in almost behind a chair that from a, a couple of minutes later, yeah. Couple of seconds later, somebody else appears. Steps out. Oh, so she like, would have literally seen someone crouching in as she arrived. It's like having a surprise party and someone is crouching under where you hang your coat when you walk through the front door. <laughs> You're like, Dave? Nope. <laughs> There's nobody there, Clint. Just. Maybe she was just. Well, she wasn't even just ignoring them out of politeness because then she slags them all off before they jump Right, out. exactly. Yeah. She's not going, oh, cool. I've clocked it. Surprise party. I'll play it cool. Mm. She's, she has not seen the human directly in front of her. Damn you, but that was what that's clever it's very much like why is my brain leaping to the prodigies video smack my bitch up but i will make the comparison when you know the start of that music video do you remember the music video yeah no uh no smack my bitch up where it's um i mean it wouldn't be released now would it no um very popular <laughs> at the time but the video is quite an aggressive video where someone's uh, you know, getting all violent, drunk, throwing up, and they're just going out very sort of laddie behaviour. And at right. the end, it sort of zooms out all blurry, and you realise, oh, it's a girl. Look, girls can be d- as well. Right. Edit. Girls can be dicks as well. Just the first one's fine. All right. Um, <laughs> um, but and I was like, oh, yeah, I totally didn't, I didn't get that. And the reason why you don't get that happening is because at the start, when it's putting the Prodigy album on, it's a bloke's hand going... And right. then you go, oh, right, you've totally misled us like that. Got you. What's so point? <laughs> my point is, can I have another double gin? <laughs> <laughs> so when Monica comes, it's one of those things where Monica comes in yeah. and you've just got a chair where you can see the the back of the chair. Oh, I see. And yeah, then yeah. it goes in close and then it comes back out again and someone's stepping out from the chair going, oh, my God, it was a surprise thing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you've just hoodwinked us the whole way. I have. My point still stands. Can I have another double gin? <laughs> 
Right, let's. Uh, we've touched on this quite a lot already because Monica's involved in both the plot lines, isn't she? So Joey's foreskin, lack of foreskin, yeah, is becomes a major problem for him. He's. It all starts when he's auditioning for this movie. It's a really big movie he wants to be in. Um, these happen every now and again, don't they, in Friends? Joey gets like this amazingly big audition, which he always seems to get the part, even though he's wildly underqualified and under-talented. <laughs> like there's that episode with Jeff Goldblum, and do you remember that one where he's auditioning for this movie that everybody wants, and Joey gets really it needs a piss. by really needing a piss, yeah, and it's yeah. just slightly implausible that a terrible actor, not on form, would have got that part. But anyway, this happens again, he gets off of this part, but when we dial back to where he's, he first gets it, he's really strangely prudish. It feels very unjoey like that he would be sort of prudish about nudity. Yeah, totally. And uh, a little bit like when, fast forward to when he and Rachel are dating or have that moment on the sofa together and he's really awkward and shy and stuff like that. It's like your entire character is meant to be, this is, you're effortless. Yeah. You're an idiot. If she sat you down and started, uh, you know, quizzing you about uh, the Elgin marbles, then <laughs> then start sweating. But this is your comfort <laughs> is zone. And we know, because the first, I think the first role we ever see him in in Friends is... Or one of the first is Al Pacino's butt double. Yeah, like right. Uh, uh, Nudity is not new to him. He literally gets naked oh, yeah. on a film set yeah. to play the butt double of Al Pacino. And Monica's seen him naked already. Right. Well, this is the other interesting thing is because she doesn't know. She seems surprised that he's a circumcised man in that mm. conversation having, and she literally sees him in that flashback episode in season one or whatever, doesn't she? Where he gets naked in her apartment. Yeah, but that was what was that six years before? She's seen it, mate. Six years, most successful American TV show. (laughs) Pete, did you just say, never forget a foreskin? Yep. I did, I did. That is going to be the new Once You Go Black. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a phrase that is not at all relevant to Friends. And also, Monica does actually, if I remember correctly, that moment when Joey does reveal himself to Monica, which, again, not appropriate behaviour, can we just point out. She she gets a good look at it because she says penis and then she stares at it. Yeah, absolutely. It's mad, isn't it? There's your penis. Anyway. So maybe Monica does... Well, no, forget a lack of... For, I, I don't want to go back to that phrase I just used. <laughs> a lack of foreskin. A lack of foresight. Yeah. Um, a lack of hindsight. <laughs> I'm getting all tumbled up here. <laughs> um, but Where's the hindskin? That's what I want to know. <laughs> the other thing about it is, even if we take away the fact that we know a lot about Joey's character, being a professional actor... You shouldn't be rattled by someone going, there is one short scene where you're going to be nude. Like, yeah, famous, famous actors do that. Yeah. It's, it's, an, it's quite normal. It's a really strange thing for him to get heads up about. Actors with many more, uh, you know, arrows in their quiver have got, <laughs> have, got, have got naked in front of the camera, where Joey, it's like, he is, he's looking for the part. Right. Um, I also feel like a lot of actors are, um, are sort of, respected for the whole naked thing as well. Daniel Radcliffe in Equus, everyone was like, oh, serious actor now, not just a little wizard. He's, he's a, getting, he's a getting medium-sized his wizard. wizard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right, you're right. It does seem a strange thing. But anyway, it's he... It's quite an honourable thing to do. Yeah, he gets he gets a bit bajiggity about the whole thing. I think there's actually a good... It's, if I'm not an actor, as anyone who's seen me on stage <laughs> acting will know. <laughs> but... but God, I hope there's no casting agents listening to this because I still say that and I do go for things. Clint Edwards, available for parts. But the, I think if you're acting and you're naked, that is, that is tough. Yeah. If you can do that. Richard Harris, famous yeah. Irish 
brilliant actor, drinker, organizer. Dead now, of course. Dead man, played Marcus Aurelius. His audition. And Dumbledore. Original Dumbledore. His his audition, um, way back in the 60s, I think, famous London acting school, she made him get up on stage, take off all your clothes, and then made him do the part completely naked to see whether that was going to throw him or not, which sounds very dodgy. That sounds like you wouldn't get away with that. Yeah, but it's still the biggest acting, but it was a woman doing it. And uh, Richard Harris on stage. Well, she should have watched the Prodigy video. <laughs> she know that women can be perverts too. Anyway, so Joey gets off of the... Po- so there's this really strange moment in this plot where Joey goes back to the audition. Oh, and Joey should be, just to touch on what yeah. you just said about Joey should be relaxed about nudity. He t- he says when he's on the phone going, yeah, I've, uh, I'd never rent a movie without full frontal re- nudity. Yeah. And then I have seen another episode when he goes, I'm constantly renting... Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. What version of Die Hard are you? Yeah. <laughs> Is it a version we haven't seen? Um, so he goes back, doesn't he? He goes, he goes back to the callback and the casting director goes, oh, I was going to call you and say you didn't need to come down here. And his immediate reaction is to go, well, I'm sorry, you made a terrible decision. Screw you, basically. Yeah. It's amazing he ever gets any parts. <laughs> if, that, if that is his instinct, to react like that, it's such an ambiguous statement, which is clearly leading on to something positive. Yeah. Oh, you didn't need to come down here? Fuck you! <laughs> ripping off yeah, <laughs> ripping off his prototype penis, throwing it out. <laughs> But the, yeah, the whole so unnecessary. the whole foreskin element of this is is just curious in general, isn't it? So as we touched on, Joey's got the problem. He's not got a foreskin. Monica volunteers, like you said. Ironically, the whole foreskin plot line feels superfluous and like it could have been cut out <laughs> at an early age. <laughs> so yeah, so Monica, like you say, volunteers this. Joey doesn't drive her to it. Joey doesn't, and also they seem to overlook the fact that Monica's specialism is food. <laughs> it's not like prosthetics or costumes or design in any sort. So once we've really got past the the moment where she reveals she's going to use food for this, yeah. her skills become completely irrelevant. Yeah. Well, she starts with, what's her, she goes, um, off the top of my head, double-sided tape and turkey meat, I think. Right. Luncheon meat. Luncheon says, meat. Yeah. And... Oh, yeah, because turkey is when she's looking in the fridge and she's like, turkey, no. It's like, turkey, Monica, you're, you're about... To, your first snood is made out of mushrooms. <laughs> so turkey was a better choice. Yeah. And an even better choice was just allowing Joey to go to the phone and phone his agent and say, well, I don't have a voice. So this is the ultimate thing I <laughs> was thinking all the way through this, because I was trying to put myself in that situation. And if you set me a sort of Taskmaster-esque challenge of make a foreskin out of... <laughs> Anything. I'd love to see Alex Horn do that. <laughs> yeah. I can't... I just don't know where I'd... I don't know what I would try and do. Because it's not like... A foreskin is just still part of your penis. It's like, mm. it would take a highly skilled makeup artist to emulate a foreskin yeah. of a man that was circumcised. It would almost have to cover the entire penis. Right, exactly. Or perfectly blend it with the, the existing skin on the penis. Yeah. Put on an actual sheath on the whole thing so right. it turns into one yeah. of those ones that look a bit weird sorry Peter if this includes you but the, the one of the ones where you know it looks like do you remember the cartoon the raccoons with Cyril Sneer and it's a little nose where the end of the cock is just hangs off and it just tapers down wow. like, like something the hummingbird would come and feed against 
I'll be honest, this conversation's taken a turn I wasn't expecting it to. Can we end the podcast, please? I, I love dicks like that. They look so weird. Can you imagine owning one? What would you do? You wouldn't do that. I just don't know. Anyway, they settle on silly putty. That's what they finally settle on. Which, yeah. after our entire conversation and analysis, seems like it just wouldn't work. No. And she gives him a smorgasbord of them, so he goes in, tries them on, and he get he gets through like five dick extensions in less time than it would take me to put on a t shirt. <laughs> and then he and he eats one of them. <laughs> and he goes, Yeah, I found I got a winner. Yeah. You mentioned this briefly a moment ago, um, Monica and the one that she makes just for herself and she sort of rubs it on her face. Mm. And she does that in a very sort of tender, intimate, cutesy way. And it's um it says a lot about Monica, I think. And it says a lot about Monica's knowledge of dicks, because it is the size of a wristband. <laughs> and it's a very dark brown. It's a very dark brown, isn't it? What is Chandler packing? God knows what's down there. Cyril Sneer, that's what's down there. <laughs> no one told you life was going to be this way. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what is that? It's just come out of hibernation. <laughs> To incest. <laughs> what a proclamation, Pete. You're quite right. Imagine been... if this is the podcast. This is the day in which I am accidentally still on air. And I always get that paranoia about this studio after I finish my show. Imagine if this was going out. Over some Ariana Grande. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, yeah. Mad, mad. So let's unpack the good bits about this plot first. There's a really good line from Ross when Chandler and Monica. This starts when Chandler and Monica are talking about a no sex pact. I really enjoy Ross's line about oh no sex pact. Oh, I've got. He one goes, of them. I've got one of them with every woman in the country. Lovely. Yeah. Really nice moment. Yeah. And then that seems to feed into basically nothing. That fizzles away. Why? Is, why is that there? The no sex pact. It doesn't come back. The Monica and Chandler as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they. It's just basically to go. Where's Chandler for the rest of the episode? Right. Well, it's not fucking Monica, because she keeps <laughs> popping back in, going, have you got me a present? Yeah. So the very short version of this entire storyline is, uh, hot cousin, played by Denise Richards, comes out, Chandler stares, she has to move to Ross's. Ross tries to hit on her, which we'll come to in a minute. She has to move out and then goes to move in with Phoebe. Should I have recognised uh, Denise Richards? Yeah, yeah, she's in The World Is Not Enough. Bond Bond girl, mate. Yeah, she's Bond girl from a year before or two years before. Mm. Oh, that was yeah. Denise Richards' peak time. Yeah. No, 1999 through to, well, she married Charlie Sheen, I think, in 2002. So everything... <laughs> Very good knowledge. That's exactly oh, right. Went down. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know who she was. I feel like I have quite a reasonable knowledge of famous people and but she passed me by uh, even before you get to the incest this is a slightly odd plot line isn't it because all they've really done is gone should we hire a hot girl yeah. and then they all think she's hot that's it that's basically it yeah and it's the title of the episode yeah so they hire a hot actor that all the male characters get to stare at and then phoebe at the end gets to stare at the end Down and, in, yeah. <laughs> but then it feels like someone's taken that gem of a nothing yeah. And gone, all right, I hear you, great plot, but what if we chuck in some incest? <laughs> we chuck in some incest, we turn Ross into some real weirdo. Really weird, isn't it? He acts very strangely. Well, so, while she's just sort of sat on the sofa, she's having a hot dog, isn't she, in the obvious joke of, her hot yeah. dog's like a penis. Yeah. And then Ross is just sort of standing behind her, behind the sofa, sort of lingering awkwardly. Yeah. And that would make her uncomfortable enough, even without her cousin wanting to sleep with her. Exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. She's you're eating a hot dog, and where's the only other person in the apartment? Is he next to you on the sofa or on one of the other chairs, or or just anywhere in your field of vision? No, he's yeah. pacing back and forth behind you like an just unbridled pervert, panting over your shoulder, going, <laughs> "Have you finished that hot dog yet?" And she doesn't even finish it. She goes yes and puts down half a hot dog. And then there's the moment where Ross tries to kiss her. Oh. I do love the inner monologue there of. <laughs> This is the longest time anyone That's great. has ever That's um, great. not spoken for. It's yeah. really... Did you? I went back and watched it on mute. So if you go back and watch it on mute and just imagine what's actually happening... The awkward From, from the point that Ross yeah. starts doing the inner monologue, it's so long... Oh, wow. ...of two people just sitting looking at each other. It's beyond awkward silence, isn't it? Yeah. It's like... Um, a completely unreasonable length of time to not say anything for. And in fairness to them, they do... Ross is aware of the fact that he's not speaking for ages, but it reminded yeah. me of the um, uh, the Blackout episode where Chandler is doing the same thing. He's got this big inner monologue with Jill Goodacre, but he doesn't ever reference it. All he does is strut towards her whilst delivering this inner monologue, which, as an audience member, looks great, but as if you were her, would be just, like, clinically insane. And it is possible to do inner monologue stuff while having a, an out loud conversation as well, because it's a peep show sort of thing, isn't it? They always have that inner monologue going on yeah. throughout a conversation as well. That's something that Friends doesn't do. It's like artificially awkward silence between the two characters while it's all spoken through in the head. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, right. The other thing about this, and obviously we don't really visit it too much because the episode ends, but... Nobody really seems to mind that Ross has tried to have sex with his cousin. <laughs> no, but like, there's a, Phoebe does a throwaway line in, in, in her internal monologue where yeah. she's like, hey, why don't you hit on her? She's not your cousin. Yeah. As if like, <laughs> Ross yeah. tried to fuck his Which cousin. Which does suggest that they know. Yeah, they hey, all why know. Why are staying at Ross's anymore? Yeah. And, and then the next episode, like Chandler would be straight onto that. Yeah. I mean, that is something you'd really want to question your quite good friend about, isn't it? Mm. If that had cropped up in real life. Hi, do you remember that time you tried to shag your cousin? <laughs> but I, as a side note, I have, it wasn't the reason why I chose this, but I have a hot cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and when I, I was, uh, I was over in, my family's Irish, so I was over in Ireland for my grandmother's wake or funeral. And then we were at the wake and I'm chatting to my hot cousin and I, you know, when someone says something just as the ambient noise drops and then everyone hears it, someone on the other side of the room turned to my mum just as the perfect moment of silence. And I, we all heard, look at those two, Sandra. The next time we're together is for their wedding. <laughs> at, you my, your at my grandmother's wake. First cousin. Yeah. First cousin. Yeah. And do you know her quite well? Yeah, she's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh my god! Yeah, crazy. Well, we learned some things about Clinton. Not, hot, not hot dog inside. Hot dog wouldn't be an appropriate wake um, food. <laughs> wake food, yeah, exactly. What is an appropriate wake food? Cold snacks, yeah. cold cold meat. <laughs> Ironically, the kind of thing that is at Monica's bridal shower: sandwiches and tea. Yeah, yeah. finger food. Is that what you saying? Finger food. Yeah. Dry old dust for bridal shower, isn't it? Oh, that's the other thing at Monica's bridal shower. If you look at on the table, it's like, oh, what have they got? some finger food and is that an empty coffee cafetiere just in the middle of the table for no reason <laughs> it's like normally you keep that in the kitchen so you put <laughs> coffee in it mate <laughs> just fill the table make it look busy should we do the quiz let's do the quiz I've been dreading this have you yeah why because listening to other episodes everyone is so good and they go oh, I'm rubbish 
and then they come out with pow, pow, pow. Yeah, there have been a couple of real shockers, though, so it's Yeah, fine. but you clearly have an eye for detail, given you noticed that drawing on Monica's wall. So you have been looking at the, the not-so-obvious things. Right, so as long as you ask me about that dog. <laughs> <laughs> what, what animal is in immediate peril in Monica's flat? Right, question one. What film was Ross queuing to see the last time he saw Cassie? Oh... Return of the Jedi. Hey, and got it, yourself a point. That's a bit weird because she's Cassie's twenty-five. Right. <laughs> when did this episode air? Uh, so season seven. So it would have been. Oh god, two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. Yeah. And there's a there's a moment in it where it cuts away to the twin towers. Yeah. As yeah. well. Um, so Return of the Jedi was what eighty three. Don't know. Yeah. Eighty three, eighty four, something like that. Um, so she would have been. Well, if she two thousand one twenty five, she would have born nineteen seventy six. So, yeah, so, she'd have been so seven. she would have been seven. <laughs> <laughs> that is a sassy seven-year-old. <laughs> Hi, uh, yeah, last time I saw you, you were pitching a tent, you loser. <laughs> oh, you saw me? Yeah, I was seven, but I was still throwing a shade. <laughs> what were you doing just out with probably Rachel in a cocktail dress on a Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Uh, what theme does Phoebe initially suggest for the bridal shower? What theme? Oh, yeah. oh this is my favourite one of my favourite lines of the thing. Yeah. When she gets all excited and she goes, Lusts of the flesh. Yeah. And then Rachel goes, What? And she goes, I don't know, cowboy theme? <laughs> That's my favourite yeah. line in the whole episode. It's brilliant. It's such a brilliant moment. That's it. Two out of two so far, mate. Yeah. Uh, question three What food does Phoebe suggest they should serve at the bridal shower? And I'm going to need all three. Named items for the point. We've already referenced two of them. They were, yeah, but the rest of it wasn't referenced. Can I, in reverse, chili? Correct. Oh, you went too far. Yeah. Fuck. I can't remember the first two. They're two sensible ones. The, um, like tea and sandwiches. Yes. Is it? it? Finger sandwiches and tea. Smashed it. Uh, Question four Uh, What film do Ross and Cassie rent? The sexiest of all the films. Which is? Logan's Run. Correct. You do very well here. Four out of four, mate. I don't wanna... That's that's always the film I rent when I'm trying to pull my orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we'll wrap up with this one to get five out of five. It's a tricky one. I'll, I won't lie to you. Oh, no. What is the name of Cassie's mum? Now, this is implied because... Oh, it's... Marilyn! Oh, my God! Oh! <laughs> He's got it. Has anyone ever got four marks before? Uh, yeah, a couple of people have, but oh. that is... That is, I saw the fear in Clint's eyes, Pete, before we started the quiz. And he, but we didn't break, did we? Gen- genuinely thought he was going to do terribly. Do so five out of five. Yeah, done yourself proud. Fair play to you. You joined the esteemed company of uh, my friend Simon Morgan that I went to school with, and my girlfriend Rachel are the only two people to get full marks. As oh wow! Far as I know, do you know? Do you want to know how I knew it was Aunt Marilyn? Yeah, because do I? When I. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a fantastically boring anecdote. Then. <laughs> Rattle through it. On the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Dave's putting his coat on. <laughs> yeah, keep going, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why I know that, only reason why I know that, is because she says it weirdly, and I thought, and I'm, again, like if someone rattles through something, and I go, yeah. what did you just say? What did yeah. you just say? Sometimes I go, like, back it up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's one of those, the reason why it stuck in my head, it was like, oh, that's an American way of saying Marilyn. What did she say? Like Marilyn. 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 Yeah, it's like Marilyn. Yeah. So it's like Marilyn. Oh, that's Marilyn. Marilyn, yeah. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. That's the only reason why I remember that. Great. Well, you did remember it. Five out of five, Pete. Not bad, eh? Very impressive. Well done. Very, uh, Clint, thank you so much for uh, guesting on our here podcast. <laughs> Thanks very much for putting so much 
right. I feel better now. I feel like we've corrected a wrong of me not actually watching Friends in a linear fashion, thinking it was like The Wire. You've made up for it. Yeah. Bye now. This- oh, oh bye. Sorry. that was it. <laughs> <laughs> It was quite abrupt, I'll admit. So, if you want to do a bit more, a bit more pizza patter and small talk before we, uh, any other business, Pete? Uh, no, I think that's everything. Great, Clint. Any other business? Um, I just, I just want people to remember uh, the slogan that Pete coined, which was oh, "Never God, forget a foreskin." Never forget a foreskin. Yeah. All the best. Bye. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>